This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, oh my freaking Lord. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you right off the top something embarrassing. First of all, my wife is pissed at me right now because I woke her up. And, and how the hell could you blame me? How could I not wake her up after the greatest comeback in the history of this franchise? How could I not wake her up? But I actually teared up after this game. And I think it's because I'm tired. I think it's because I had accepted the loss. I've accepted the collapse. I accepted the horror show that this West Coast trip was. And I watched as I got teased in this fourth quarter, what I thought was going to be a tease. I watched the utter brilliance of D'Angelo Russell over and over again. I even cursed out D'Angelo Russell a few times, which I'm sure I'll get to. And never for a freaking second did I think they were going to pull this crap off. Never did I think for a second that at 28 down, at 25 down, at whatever point, I didn't, even when they took the freaking lead and had the ball in their hands up too with a chance to go up by more, never did I think I would come upstairs, put on these headphones, and talk into a microphone about what could go down as the greatest regular season win this freaking franchise has ever had. I never thought it. And I think that's why I teared. And I, and I woke my wife up, and my wife couldn't understand something. The other day, after I described the next morning what Lou Williams did to all of us, hitting that ridiculous 30-foot game-winning shot, after, again, the Nets teased us. This time, the tease worked out. She said, how did you not wake me up? And I said, baby, I was numb. You know, when they had come back and tied the game and Jared Allen had that dunk on the great pass by D'Angelo Russell and they forced the five-second violation and Damare had the end one, I was, I was numb as the Nets were coming back on the Clippers to tie the game. And when Lou Williams hit that shot that he just took out of his ass like that, and the Nets did nothing wrong on that play, when Lou hit that shot, it was like this numb silence that I had. So I never woke her up. And the next day, I explained exactly what happened. I showed her the stupid clip because I'm a glutton for punishment. And she was amazed I didn't wake her up. Well, baby, if you're listening to this podcast a few days later, I'm sorry. Because I did wake her up. And, and I didn't wake her up until Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who, I mean, I can't say a bad word about this guy. <laughs> At least for a few weeks, Rondé is off my crap list. Okay? Now, I don't think he's getting another rotation after this. But not only did when Kenny Atkinson get desperate and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Rondé. I'm going to go to Travion. I'm going to go to Jared Dudley. And in their own ways, specifically Rondé and Dudley, not as much Travion, but a little bit of Travion. Travion's a big defensive rebounds. I'll give him that. Play a little defense. But 
Kenny went to those three suckers. It helped spark this run as they went small. Obviously, D'Angelo was the ultimate spark, and Rodde hits the game-winning shot. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to see a replay of this game-winning shot because I'll tell you, as I'm watching it live, I'm cringing. Okay? I'm just absolutely cringing. Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now on my app. All right. So, Rondé gets the basketball in, can't get it to Russell, drives, and like, back, he's got his back to the basket. He just flips it up. <laughs> Rondé Hollis Jefferson is dog manure around the basket. He's the worst, right? I mean, I've expressed that many, many times. He's the absolute freaking worst. And he hit the game winning shot of this game. Is that not the epitome of everything? How about freaking Jared Dudley forcing turnovers, hitting the three, the big, ginormous three-pointer? Obviously, D'Angelo, and I'll wax poetic about him and how I would give a max contract tonight. I mean, you serious? If I'm D'Angelo Russell right now, what I do, or I'm his agent, I walk right into Sean Marks' office. I'm assuming Sean Marks is traveling with the team. He's probably not, but for the sake of this, I'd walk right to his office, and I'd, I have such a vulgar description of what I would do. And the truth is, it's like 1 o'clock. Well, it's 1230 in the morning. God knows when anybody's listening to this. Uh, I can be vulgar. It's a podcast. I try not to be. I don't want to start cursing. I don't want to start specifically saying what I'd be doing. But basically, if I'm D'Angelo Russell, I'd put something on Sean Marks' desk, if you know what I mean, and say, give me that max contract. All right? What do you got? Give it to me. Because, holy mackerel, was this guy ridiculous? I mean, he would he score 15 straight points in the fourth quarter? How many points did he actually score overall in the fourth quarter? The guy was insane. And he's the reason they won this game. He has become the star player we were dreaming of. We dreamt when they made that trade with the Lakers that can D'Angelo become a star? And the odds were he wasn't. You know, the odds were, eh, you know, you're taking a flyer on a former lottery pick. You got nothing to lose. You don't have your own lottery picks. Brooks going to be gone at the end of the year anyway. Let's just throw some crap against the wall and see what you got. And there really was very little about last year that made me think things were going to change. But what we've witnessed from D'Angelo, especially because he's kind of struggled recently, this performance in Sacramento, oh, oh my God. And I didn't like the pull-up three when he could have just taken it to the basket off one of those turnovers in the final two minutes. So there were things he did that I was whispering at the TV Hey, D'Angelo, take it to the freaking basket instead of pulling up for a three. But the guy scored 44 freaking points. He had how many assists in this game? How many steals did he have in this game? How many steals did the Nets have in this game? How many steals did Rondé have in this game? And how about that defensive stand? How about that defensive stand when they got the ball back with five seconds to go? And even when they reviewed it, I wasn't worried. What was it, Marvin Bagley, who was just a beast tonight? I mean, Bagley was a pain in the ass. On the offensive glass, he didn't miss any shots. I mean, he had a Zion Williamson kind of line tonight. He didn't miss any shots. He actually made a couple of threes in this game. And the officials, the officials sucked. I mean, how bad was some of the officiating in this game, including the loose ball foul in which Rondé's being grabbed. It was when Russell missed the mid, uh, the mid uh, it was, I think it was a mid-range jump shot that he took. Uh, tie game, about 30 seconds to go. Perfect timing, though, on the shot, though, because I, I wanted exactly the situation what it led to where there's about a three or four second different shot to game, and you know you're getting the ball back with at least some time left. 
So I thought the timing of it was perfect. But Rondé's being grabbed. But you know what the truth is? Rondé Hollis Jefferson is so abysmal at the line. He's so abysmal that he him even going to the line may not have been the best thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would have been okay. He splits the two. You're up by one. Then you make a stop. I mean, who knows how this game goes. But I, I promised I wouldn't say anything bad about Rondé because Rondé's my guy right now. I mean, the guy comes in late third quarter, scores 14 points, grabs a bunch of rebounds, hits the game-winning shot, and how – I'm sorry, that last shot I, – I got to watch it again. Hold on. I got to pull this up on my app because it just cracks me up because it's so typical of Rondé. He's out of control. He has no idea what's happening. He just flips the ball up. And all season long, we've had to watch this circus act from Rondé, and never does it go in. And this time it goes in. Oh. Oh, my God, this freaking game. This freaking game. No, I'm, I'm happy. Trust me. If you're listening to me, it sounds like I'm depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm excited. I'm still, you know what it is? I'm still stunned. I think this is why the instant reaction podcast can be fun. You know, sometimes when I do them, I, I, I don't know. I can kind of be rational about what I just saw. I am not rational tonight. There's nothing that is rational after what I just witnessed. And you know what's funny? And I've said this a few times on the air when it comes to football games, baseball games, any team I watch that I root for. I never shut a game off, right? I'll always hope. Like if the Mets are, I use a baseball example. If the Mets are down 8 nothing in a game, I'll start to fantasize in the 6th or 7th inning. You know, every once in a while you get a game like this where I just out of nowhere you score seven runs in the bottom of the 7th. You think about those improbable but probable things because you've seen comebacks before. I don't know if anybody remembers this. I'm just going to pull a random game out of my ass. I think it was the first year in Brooklyn. So they were good that year. They played the Minnesota Timberwolves very early in the season in Brooklyn, and they had like a 22-point lead in the fourth quarter, and the Timberwolves stormed all the way back and beat them. And a game like that sticks in my mind because it reminds you that in this sport, while when you're down by 28, you usually don't come back and win, or you're down by 25 at the end of three, you usually don't come back and win, you have in the back of your mind that possibility. And this team this season has had a lot of those. Some they've won, some they haven't. The one against the Clippers the other night is a game they didn't win. They're down by 10 with a minute to go. It's why you don't shut a game off for that hope, even if 90% of the time it's not going to happen. It's why I don't shut a baseball game off. Now, there are moments when you know, okay, now it's over. For example, if the Nets are down by 30 with three and a half minutes to go in the game, okay, you could shut it off. But as long as it's at least mathematically possible, you hold out hope. Now, what I'll do sometimes in a basketball game, and I did this tonight, I'll be the first one to admit it, is middle of the third quarter after the Kings went on the 20-0 run to start the second half. I mean, could you believe that? That within eight, they go on like a freaking 20-0 run. I rested my eyes, and I don't mean sleeping. I mean rested my eyes from watching the decrepit crap that was the Nets. So I... I Put on um, YouTube, okay? I watched a shoot interview for those who don't like wrestling. <laughs> for those who do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I watched a shoot interview of the late Ultimate Warrior talking about all the people he hated. That game was still on, but I rested my eyes. That's how I, re I divert my attention. And then I glanced back, and they were still down by 22. It's not like I ever glanced back at all. Look, they're down by 10. But it's, that's my, and I only do this with the NBA because it's a sport where you can do that with. You know, 
Baseball, I don't do it as but never with football. Football's, you know, religion. You watch every second. So I'm watching the Ultimate Warrior shoot on everybody, and I'm glancing over, and I see Rondé's in the game, Dudley's in the game, and you start to slowly see it creep. It gets down to 16 with eight minutes to go. You're, okay, you know, 16, eight minutes to go, all right. Starting to get somewhat reasonable. They get it to 10, they get it to 7, and then obviously they pull somehow pull this thing off. And I think I've said this a few times, but this time I really mean it. I can't doubt this team anymore. I'm not saying they're winning an NBA championship. I'm not even saying they're winning a round. I'm not even saying they're going to get the sixth seed. But I have been so down at times with this team, expecting a loss, expecting doom. This team fights. They fought in that Clipper game down 10 with a minute to go. And I don't believe in moral victories. I didn't have a moral victory. I never once said it was a moral victory. But I was able to at least appreciate that they fight. Tonight they fought. And unlike the game against the Clippers, tonight they fought and they won. Tonight they fought and they pulled it off. Tonight they fought. And I got to tell you, and I know the Rockets are a better team. So you can say, well, it's the Rockets. Even though the Rockets were banged up with injuries, this blows the Rocket game away. I'm sorry. When you look at the importance, when you look at the fact they lost the first three games on this trip, when you look at the decrepit basketball we saw in the start of the third quarter, when you look at the fact that if tomorrow morning I woke up, you woke up, everybody woke up, and the Nets were under 500, what we'd be thinking going into that Laker game where you know LeBron's groin's magically going to be better? And then the Trailblazers, and then the Sixers, and the panic would really set in. And they're not out of the clear yet. But, oh, my God, they were down by 28 in the final minutes of the third quarter. They were down by 25 after three. Rondé Hollis Jefferson at the game-winning shot. D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell max him out right freaking now. Why wait? What the hell are you waiting for? I know what you're waiting for. I'm not that crazy right now. I understand you can talk to him and say, hey, D'Angelo, wait. You know, maybe the max free agent's going to come. I understand all that. Uh, you know what I mean. The debate is over. All right? There is no debate. This is D'Angelo Russell's freaking team. And if you're a moron out there that wants to get rid of Russell so Kyrie Irving and his flat earth can walk in here, boy, you got to screw loose. I'll tell you that right now. You have got to freaking screw loose if you want that. But I can't be angry. I'm ecstatic. I am ecstatic. What a win. I got to take a deep breath. I got to apologize to my wife because I woke her up in just a frenzy. I should describe what I did. So after Rondé hits the shot, I'm waiting because I'm like, I'm like the net. I'm at Davis holding guys back off the bench because I got to watch the final two tenths of a second to see what the hell happens. And when that shot misses, I don't even know if he got it off in time. Who cares? When that shot misses, I just start... <laughs> I got to tell you what I did. <laughs> I don't know why. I started punching the bed. The bed. Well, she's sleeping on the bed. She hears it vibrate. So she jumps up and says, oh, my God, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And with a tear in my eye, I said, we pulled it off. It went down by 28. She did not care. Trust me, she did not. It was like, what? You scared me. And then I got the silent treatment. And I understand. I'm going to have to buy her some flowers tomorrow because who wants to wake up with their husband or wife punching the bed in excitement? And that's what I did. I mean, I gave her a massage when you think about it. You know, the bed starts moving a little bit. 
But that's how excited I was. Anyhow, I'm done. That's my instant reaction. That is my genuine instant reaction to the greatest victory in the history of sports. Oh, you think that's too much? You think I went overboard? I don't give a damn. It's like freaking 1 o'clock in the morning. I've got two hours of sleep, and the Nets were down by 28. They won. All right. This has been an instant reaction edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. Goodbye now.